Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, this is Angela Faye Barnard coming to you from Canada's Podcast, where you can listen, discover, and engage. We're talking to Canadian entrepreneurs making it happen across the country. We are here on location at the Collision Conference in Toronto, and I am super excited to actually have BC entrepreneur Laura with, here with us from Retium. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. Hey, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a bio on uh, Laura. She's co-founded her third company now with expertise in marketing, journalism, and her own real estate investing, sorry, led on her path to co-creating Retium. And am I pronouncing yes, that right? You are. Yes, good. Thank you. An asset-backed, permissioned private blockchain marketplace, exchange, and protocol. She's gonna give us some insight on what that all means. Uh, It allows anyone across the globe to invest in income generating real estate using a fractional ownership model. I'm super excited about listing this. So really the tagline is enabling real estate for everyone. So welcome, Laura. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. This is great. (laughs) Define yourself as an entrepreneur. How how did you get here? For me, that goes a long time ago. My parents were entrepreneurs. Um, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Grandparents moved over here from Holland and they were entrepreneurs right away as well. So this is my third startup, as you mentioned. about uh, 2007, I started my first company, okay. and my ex-partner and I sold golf information products, like Golf the Sport, and so we sold all information products online, and I learned all the background, all the digital marketing, learning how to sell it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, all these different places when yes. all of that was brand new. Lived in different places around the world, selling our product, and uh, had the laptop lifestyle. Okay, yeah. so you've been a digital nomad for yeah. before it became kind of the trendy thing to do. Exactly, yeah. And, but you were in Toronto living for a while? Yep. And now so, living in? Yeah, so I'm living in Vancouver. I'm from the Toronto area. I'm from okay. Burlington, born and raised, went to Waterloo University. And then I left Toronto about uh, 12 years ago, moved abroad, lived in Australia for three years. Then I lived in the UK for about six years. Um, and interestingly, I worked for the Olympics 2010 in Vancouver and 2012 in London as a journalist. Okay. Loved Vancouver when I was there in 2010 and I decided to move back three years ago. So tell me a little bit, uh, a little more insight on Retium itself. What, what do you do? Yeah. Who do you serve? Real estate's incredibly expensive in Toronto, in Vancouver, in the world. And millennials, Gen Z and the developing nations, they just can't get in. Right. So they're being priced out consistently. So about 90% of the market is what we call a non-accredited investor, which means they earn less than $200,000 a year in income and have less than a million dollars in liquid assets, cash, stocks, Mm -hmm. bonds, that kind of thing. So these are the people that can't buy into the traditional real estate funds that are for accredited people only. So we wanted to open it up to allow them to buy into uh, a platform that offers real estate investing. So what they do is they invest with us into real estate properties and they earn rental income every month. And then when they decide to sell their shares, kind of like a stock, then they earn the market appreciation of the property at the time of their sale. And what kind of properties do you invest in? We're about to launch. So we're launching in Canada and the States. And the first property coming on our platform is a Canadian uh, single family condo in Vancouver. Okay. And people can invest in that once we launch. Will it be mostly residential? To start for sure. Uh, One of our clients is actually the Four Seasons. So it's actually a hotel group in Oahu, Hawaii. And they're looking to potentially tokenize uh, two floors of their uh, building. And what they want to do is they want to sell half of their building off to luxury condos to compete with the Airbnb market. Okay. And so what we're doing is we're bringing on some properties onto our platform. Right. Are you actually yourselves buying the buildings or you're the, you're, you're the broker in the middle? 
So in that specific instance, the company is putting the properties onto our platform to sell. So right. the crowd okay. will own the property. Now the title deed, which is a question we get a lot of the time, is actually held in trust by okay. a trust company, but the crowd owns the property. There's no mortgage, so it's fully funded by the crowd, yes. kind of like a Kickstarter when it gets yeah. funded, okay. and that's fully funded and owned by the crowd. Do you think that will be scaled? Like, do you think that will be the, the model going forward? If you look at what people are doing, the millennials, Gen Z, the younger population, they're no longer wanting to live in the burbs, cut grass, do this kind of thing. They have laptop lifestyle. They want to eat their avocado toast and buy their lattes. And they're not wrong because they've retired the idea that they can ever afford it. Right. So what we're offering them is the ability to get in and have that lifestyle. And they're a hands-off landlord. They don't need to be there. They don't need to property manage. That's a part-time or full-time job it in itself. Absolutely. I was reading an article and uh, the article sort of predicted that, you know, the next generation of people won't own homes. I agree. Yeah. I mean, they can't own already. So either people are unfortunately waiting for family members to pass away, even when they get the property, do they want to manage it? Do they want to live there? The answer is not really because a lot of people want to live in the urban environment. They want to have the walkable lifestyle. You know, there's a statistic that by 2050, I believe it is, 70% of the population is going to live in urbanized environments. Right. No longer the countryside or the suburbs. Right. And that's the type of mentality that we want. Can you describe your day-to-day -day work routine? So we do work in our own office. We have about eight people working in the office. Okay. Um, but we are looking to expand our team and we are looking to get space at a co-working, like a WeWork or that kind of thing. Yep. Um, I love that mentality because then it allows you to meet other people and it just gives you the accessibility to that ecosystem. Whereas right now we're, we're working out of our CEO's real estate office because okay. we're a startup, you know, we're doing everything bootstrapped as much as possible. Yeah. And it's been fantastic, but you know, we're outgrowing the space. Right. For us, uh, a lot of times things come and we bounce off each other because we're still iterating all the time mm -hmm. and we're still doing whiteboard sessions. So we do work from the office a lot of the time. Can you describe the vision for the company? We see a world where everyone can get into the market and start generating wealth. Like, mm -hmm. why should it only be open to the rich? And we have a lot of people very, very interested in this topic, and people don't know where to put their money, so they're buying it and they're spending it on other ways that are not going to give them that longevity. Do you see the company um, having staff or contractors or partners in other locations? We currently have a small team in India as well on okay. the development side, uh, and we have one of our developers in the States. We are looking to bring a few of them over to have them in-house, which, which would be great. We're looking to open an office in Toronto. We're opening an office in Seattle. We're looking to open an office in Hong Kong. So as we want to go global and cross borders, we are launching in Canada and the States to start with, mm -hmm. but we see us being in every single country and allowing people to invest cross borders. So that's another thing that differentiates us is our competitors, ah. let's say they're an American company selling American real estate to Americans. So you, I could be a Canadian and decide, hey, I'd like to travel to India at some point totally. and you know, I might look at investment there. opportunities there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. What do you actually do day to day to try and stay on course? So I live two blocks from the beach, so yeah. I walk on the beach almost every day, I meditate, um, I, I'm not really, I, I love music, but I do, uh, like, I bike to work, I bike to the office, um, and I listen to audiobooks. So that's okay. like my thing. Like I work out to audiobooks, listen to audiobooks, get inspired, listen to, you know, the Tony Robbins and motivational speakers of the world. Uh, so that's something that we do as a team. 
kind of like a book club sort of idea. Like we just finished Internal reading. book club, yeah. Yeah, we just finished Crossing the Chasm. So we were all reading that wow. while listening to it anyway. And then we talk about it and then we iterate that and we use it in our business and we, it's interesting and it's really important for terminology in the tech space, mm -hmm. um, especially when we go to places like the Valley. Uh, learning the terminology to be able to speak the language of other startups is very important. How would you describe Vancouver as you know a place to do business? Vancouver has a really incredible startup scene. There's Startup Vancouver, Startup Canada. We have different chapters mm -hmm. that are that cross country as well. Um, Toronto, I hear though, is the number one fastest growing startup and tech ecosystem with all of the North American cities combined. That's why for us having a Toronto office and being Canadian, it's incredibly important. Um, but I, I love Vancouver and anytime I go to an event, I know at least one person. But it's great because then they introduce me and then they, you know, it's more of a warm intro than in a larger city. If you could offer some tips or advice on anybody looking to do business there, what would be three essential uh, events or networking groups or resources that you would encourage somebody to connect with? If they're a tech startup, uh, Tech Vancouver is incredible. They have a ton of members all over the city mm -hmm. and they host monthly meetups. Okay. Um, yeah. Usually around two to three hundred people come per meetup every month and then you can pitch at the meetup, you can ask for advice from the community, that kind of thing. Startup Canada is also great if you're not tech but you are a startup. Startup Canada is great. And we actually have a lot of really good events. So BC Tech Summit just happened. We have one called Traction that happens in October. We have Vancouver Startup Week. We have an angel forum that comes in the fall. Mm -hmm. And we have TED. TED Talks right. comes to Vancouver yeah. every year. It's so we have TEDx as well. Yeah. So um, it's just being there and being in that environment, um, mm -hmm. just knowing where to find it, looking on Meetup. If you're blockchain specific, there's tons of blockchain meetups as well. How are you incorporating blockchain? into your particular technology. We use IBM Hyperledger. So it's just a different type of blockchain that we're building on top of. We are building our own blockchain, so it's a private permissioned blockchain. We use the blockchain to facilitate the smart contracts and the trades. So the compliance engine, the protocol on the, on the background layer, um, holding your data, your information, your ID card, your banking information. So all of that is held within the blockchain on the third party trust verification system. And we use the blockchain for smart contracts. So what that means is we write the contract for the property and then you can easily buy and sell and facilitate trades at a fraction of the cost that it would if you're papering it in a traditional sense. Right. So we allow for the liquidity factor and the small number. Our minimum buy-in is $100. Right. And if we had to pay legal accounting, all these different things, Every, it would be so expensive. Yeah. So the blockchain allows us to get in for a, a, lo a lot smaller of a okay. number. You know, some of our best ideas come when we're, you know, not in the office. Can you describe a favorite location in Vancouver where you, oh. you know, recharge or reconnect or get inspired? Yeah, so, well, I, I go to a meditation center, which I absolutely love. It's in Gastown, um, so they do, like, one-hour uh, sound meditations. Mm -hmm. So I, I do really love going there. Anytime I can be outside hiking, I love camping, I bike everywhere. So for me, it's just getting into nature. Is there somebody who's been uh, an influential mentor for you? Uh, from a one-on-one -on -one basis, I would say not at this time, but I am actively looking for a mentor. <laughs> hopefully a female mentor in the technology space. There's a few specific ones that I've been speaking with. Um, but I am part of different women's networks, um, the female funders and women's executive networks. Um, we've actually just won an award last week as well, so that's really exciting. And that's through Startup Canada. And there's been a lot of incredible mentorship um, at arm's length through them. Okay. Um, personally know a lot of the people there and 
uh, go to their events. Um, some of them are pitch nights and they teach you how to pitch and just even being in the audience, you learn a lot from that. Uh, so nobody specific, but at arm's length for sure, there's a lot in the community. Yeah. Any particular book that you feel has been impactful for you? Maybe it's a bit of a cliche, but anything from Brene Brown, because yeah. it's, quite, it's quite personal. And I believe that when you're on the entrepreneurship journey, even if you're part of a team like me, I'm, I'm one of the co-founders on our team, at the end of the day, it's a personal journey that if I don't show up in a certain way, then then it's going to affect my whole team and it's going to affect everything that happens within my business too. So it's it's more about the internal journey for me and then that, then I can show up and then I can lead. So um, Dare to Lead, uh, Dare to lead yeah. was one of the latest. Um, and then, uh, dare, was it Daring Greatly, I believe? Daring Greatly, yeah. yeah so that absolutely. was another one that I really liked. Now you're a traveler, right? Yeah. So can you pick one place that is a favorite and why? I lived in Australia and I have to say like that to me, the way that they operate, how they think, their mentality, they're so relaxed and laid back and I did have a bit of an issue with how much they don't really push in terms of entrepreneurship, but the lifestyle and the beauty, like as a nature person, like I absolutely love that. I love diving. So I've dove the Great Barrier Reef, I've dove in Belize, the Blue Hole, like anything that I can, anywhere I can dive. Fun question then, yeah. a bit kind of travel related. Uh, if you were on a deserted island, how long would you last on the island? Uh, I think at the beginning I would have trouble. You know, I, I actually just switched phone plans, but I had a phone plan on purpose that only gave me citywide coverage. Ah. So it was one of the smaller companies. And then when I would go to Whistler, I would go camping. I literally couldn't make any calls, couldn't do any internet, I could only take photos. And for me that was actually very liberating because people couldn't get a hold of me. I think I could last as long as there's food and some interesting things to do, I, I could yeah. last, yeah. So is there anything you'd like to add for listeners? Canada is an incredible place to be a founder, to be an entrepreneur. And if you have an idea, find out if it makes sense, tell everybody. A lot of people say, I don't want to tell my idea because they're going to steal it. Right. It's so hard to steal an idea. It's so hard to actually run with a business idea. So I would say tell Share everyone, your idea. Yeah. find out if there's validity, if there's a market, and I would say just go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Laura, how can people get a hold of you? Twitter, uh, Instagram as well, okay. all the places. Awesome. Yeah. This has uh, been Angela Barnard from Canada's podcast where you can listen, discover, and engage. I've been excited to talk to Laura uh, today from Retium. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at Collision in Toronto again in the future.